The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number two of the early line live right here on sports grid on a thursday morning i am kevin walsh joined by donnie right side and we take a look at major league baseball and listen we'll enjoy this while we can because who knows how long we'll actually be taking a look at major league baseball the you know annual lockout everyone hates everyone league uh festive is going on right now donnie Talk to me here. Take me through, take the people through the most recent update around Major League Baseball and what the expectations are for the league right now. It seems like the the two major issues here, and they shouldn't be major issues at all, one more than the other, is like the minimum salary in Major League Baseball. They're looking to raise it up, you know, $10,000, $20,000. Fine. That should be something that's done overnight here. Mm -hmm. Secondarily, Kevin, we're taking a look at the collective bargaining agreement and the luxury tax threshold. Now, in any society or any place that you work, right, if you're a player's union, you say to yourself, I don't want a cap because that means you're going to put a cap on what a team can spend for me. So case in point. Los Angeles Dodgers, if they want to spend $500 million and sign everybody on their team to a $30 million a year contract, they can do that. And the players union technically would like that. But on the opposite side, as you take a look at a Kansas City Royals or a, you know, Tampa Bay Rays or somebody in a Pittsburgh Pirates, somewhere in that realm where they can't do that. So then the competitive advantage would tilt. So Major League Baseball tries to come up with an agreement. Say, hey, look, man, let's just say I'm not even going to I'm just going to use a regular number, $200 million as the luxury tax threshold. Don't go over that, which most Major League Baseball teams don't want to do that because you're taxed dollar for dollar going over. So if you're $5 million over, you're going to have to pay $10 million on that price, basically, because it doubles for you. Now, below that, there should be a floor, and that's what they're trying to work out. But from a Major League Baseball perspective, going, hey, you owners are billionaires. You're making so much money. If you want to put a tax threshold, it should be $275 million, not 200 That's going to be a hard way to come off there and a long way to come off on both sides of what they want. But the thing that never works, nobody gets public favor, and typically, Kevin, the public favor always comes from the fans siding with the owners because we look at it and go, now, hold on. Like Bryce Harper, you're, you're making $300 million in this contract. And I just saw, like, if, you know, Max Scherzer sits out or Garrett Cole sits out, they're going to lose over $250,000 a day. We can't equate to that. Owners own and make money, and that's the way it's always been. But it seems like the fans always side with the owners because, like, man, you're making millions of dollars, and you're not happy with it. Get out there. I don't know where it's going to end, Kevin, but that's where the update basically is. It's the luxury tax threshold that's going to hang everything mm-hmm. up. And I think the one thing that people have started to understand a little bit more in these debates is people getting mad at the millionaires, the players versus the billionaires, the owners, which is just never really made sense when you try and put it into perspective. But what's interesting to me, Donnie, is we sit here now saying if there is no deal Monday, which feels like, you know, if you're setting odds, it's like an unbettable price on there not being a deal Monday. We are not going to play 162. Here's what's very interesting to me right now, right? We have up, you know, odds for the World Series. Dodgers are the favorites. Astros the favorites in the American League. You can bet on any of the divisions you want. You know, Brewers favorites in the NL Central. All that good stuff here. We don't know when we're going to be breaking this down. But 
the interesting thing is usually, Donnie, there comes a point where you say, all right, now enough is enough. If we want to have a real season, if we want to have a season with integrity, we need to get something done. Two years ago, Donnie, we played 60 games in Major League Baseball. We pushed a bunch of teams in the postseason, which I didn't mind, and they crowned the Los Angeles Dodgers as the World Series champion, who for a lot of people certainly were the best team that year. We bring the radio audience into the fold. Appreciate all those tuned in to the early line on Sports Grid Radio talking about Major League Baseball and the lockout that's going on right now. Why do I bring this up, though, Donnie? Because considering that we had a you know start date in July, played 60 games and crowned the World Series champion, I feel... There's not going to be a real rush because 162 is kind of ridiculous anyway, if people are being honest here. I mean, Don, like, what, am I, what's the starting point? Like, hey, man, if we don't play 100 games, this is ridiculous. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, the starting point is Major League Baseball and the Players Union missing the entire point of the season. You know, this is why football is king, right? It's 365 all the way around 24-7. Now, you take a look at Major mm-hmm. League Baseball. This is the time of the year post-Super Bowl that you start to ramp up and get your fans excited. Look at the pictures from spring training, whether it's in Arizona or whether it's in Florida. And I always use that same, like, photo op that they take where, you know, the semi-truck leaves Yankee Stadium driving down to Florida. Oh, and when they get there, they start to unpack it, and it's a rite of passage to baseball. Me, I I love Major League Baseball. I love to bet it, and I love to watch it here. Kevin, I haven't cracked one magazine and don't care. And here's the interesting part. You look at the FanDuel Sportsbook that we're seeing the odds. Dodgers 6-1, to one, Astros 10-1, to one, Chicago White Sox 11-1. to one. It doesn't even pique my interest because, to me, I know it's not on the horizon. It's not like an NFL season where you know it's going to kick off on that Thursday night game. And, boy, we're two weeks out. I can't wait to play. I don't know when baseball is going to play. So, if you're a fan, and there's no bigger fan than me, I'm not even interested in baseball right now. I'm like, hey, the NBA season's back underway. College basketball is here. And you're not even going to get that rollover into April for baseball because it looks like they're probably going to miss a month here. So when you're talking from a fan perspective, getting your fans excited, new mm-hmm. superstars in new cities ramping up and getting ready for April baseball, it's not going to be there. And right now, fan you know, support, all-time low, and for good reason. We don't know when baseball is going to come, so hey, We'll spend our time and money on some other sports right now. And it's the right decision there. What do you want? You want, I mean, do you want Don and I to break down the AL Central right now? For what? It's just, it's a crazy time right now in Major League Baseball, though, in some weird way, feels like it's become the norm. Let's talk about sports that are playing. College basketball next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Tough night for the faders out there. The arrest with a three and one action on the college card. Auburn game 
finds its way over the number by the hook, which you absolutely love to see. Let's get back after it here. Now, this is a great, great slate for college basketball. It is interesting, though. In terms of ranked action, nothing until 9 o'clock Eastern time there, which is interesting. Now, there's going to be plenty of games before then, but I, I wanted to pull certainly the, the big four for me on this card here, Donnie. And it begins with Illinois and Ohio State. A couple of ranked teams in action. Illinois right now is, of course, your favorite as they are at home. It's a big game here when we look at the Big Ten. The Illini, a six-point favorite. The total is 140.5. The race for the top. The Big Ten is still on. What do you think about this ranked-ranked game? Yeah, this is fun now as we sort of head towards the month of March. Now these games mean every – I mean, hey, look, you don't want to lose any games early in the season, but at the end of the season, how hot you're playing, the committee's going to take a look at that. Your seating can improve, and certainly you want to win the Big Ten or possibly put yourself in position to win a Big Ten Conference Tournament Championship. If we take a look at the tail of the tape in this one, K-Dub, 17-7, Ohio State, Illinois, 19-7, and 10-5, and 12-4 and and in conference play. So you're getting two really good basketball teams and also two teams pretty hot, won three of four here for Ohio State. Six of eight for Illinois. This game comes down to it here. In-conference play efficiency is what we like to talk about. Number one in defensive efficiency is Illinois. Not a huge surprise here. When you have dominant bigs here that can control the paint, you're asking the other team to be very efficient from beyond the arc, and sometimes that's not the case. If we take a look at this game here, Kevin, Illinois on defense, one of the things I always like to bring up is how do you defend the three-point line? Number one in conference play, Kevin, at chasing you off of the three-point line. And also, get this. 14th in conference play out of 14 teams, Kevin, at actual point distribution from beyond the arc. So they're not letting you, A, take three-point shots, and B, even make three-point shots, which always adds up. But also at the same time, Illinois' offense here in conference. Take a look at this. You know, you see it's like, hey, we practice against these guys. They're number one in conference play at volume from behind the three-point line. Don't make a ton of those there at about 33%, but that could be the end-all, be-all of this game. Now, also, styles make fights, as we like to say. Ohio State does have a very good offense going up against a pretty solid Illinois defense. If we take a look at point distribution, 10th in conference play, Ohio State, Kevin, inside the arc, which means they're hoping to score a lot more behind the arc, which doesn't really match up with Illinois. But you can score down low in Illinois. How about this? Even though they're very good on defense, they're number one in point distribution on defense at allowing points inside the arc. But at the same time, as I just said, Ohio State, Kevin, doesn't really like the score inside the arc. To me, it seems like it's an Illinois game, but one of those games where it's going to be a lot of fun to watch and maybe much better to bet in-game once you get a feel for the flow. Great game. Illinois' defense should hold up here, but I'm not willing to bet it overall this morning just yet. I think it's also a game where the player props, which we've seen right for the big for the big games on the FanDuel Sportsbook, yeah. will be interesting. They're not listed yet, but whenever you get one of the big games like this, a guy right now in Kofi Coburn, who's in the heat of this player of the year race, will jump out. You look at the last game against Michigan State, which was a huge one, and he scored 27 points in that game there. Just trying to get a sense of who you can trust. I know EJ Liddell on the other side of this court as well. And uh, Last point on this game, though, but you talk about, again, the race for the top of the Big Ten, 12 and four Illinois, ten and five Ohio State. Purdue still the favorite at a minus one ninety to win the regular season crown because they have that two game sweep over Illinois uh, hanging over their head. But all stuff to keep in mind as we button up the regular season. We'll save the two West Coast games because uh, I want to talk about this one here in Murray State and Belmont. Now, some people might Murray State Belmont. What are we doing here? Murray State has now found themselves at nineteenth in the country in the AP Top twenty five. They are 26-2, and a perfect 16-0 in the OVC. But what's interesting here is you see this line right now at Murray State, minus three. The last time they played, Donnie, Belmont at home, a six-point favorite, and Murray State routed them. A 22-point upset on the road by the Racers. What do you think about this huge game here in the OVC? It's great. And the OVC, if most people don't understand these conferences, these are the teams that the Power Five conferences shake in their boots when they get lined up on an eight or nine and you have to play them because fans are like, hey, you should blow this team out. 
Real basketball heads know how good these two teams are. Let's just take a look at this one. Belmont, 24-5 on the season. Murray State, 26-2. You want to talk about conference dominance out here? How about Belmont, 14-2 and and a perfect 16-0 and for Murray State. So when we take a look at how hot these teams are coming in, eh, Kevin, one's won 10 in a row. The other one's won mm-hmm. 16 in a row. And that's where you get down on this. Now, look, Murray State, number one in conference play efficiency on offense and also defense. But, of course, Belmont, number two on offense in efficiency in the conference play, number two in defensive efficiency. The only thing where you might have an added advantage here is Murray State's not a great three-point shooting team, but you're talking about dead last in conference play is Belmont at defending the three-point shot. But when you usually think about dead last, Kevin, what's that? Like, oh, man, they let a 40% from three-point range. It's not all that bad. It's about 34.8%, so roughly 35%, so not too terrible there. The one matchup, however, that I do like when you talk about point distribution, which I think makes sense, and you hear me say this like, what does that actually mean, Donnie? It's the percentage of points that you score from a certain area on the court. If you're heavily dependent on, dependent on three-point range, that's where your point distribution leans to. If you don't shoot a lot of three-pointers, you like to get to the rim. Here's where it makes some sense here. If we take a look at a conference play, Belmont, number three overall scoring inside the arc going up against Murray State, who's very good on defense, but Kevin, number two in conference play at giving up points inside the arc. So if you're going to get chased off of the three-point line or defended well at the three-point line, it's nice to have that fallback option to go down low. Now, here's also another interesting point here. When we talk about, you know, styles and how they match up, number two in conference play at volume shooting from behind the arc is Belmont. If you take a look at Murray State, they're actually ninth at chasing you off. So the threes will be available if you can make them. Here's the issue, Kevin. Just because you shoot a lot of three-point shots doesn't mean you make a lot of those because number one in conference plays, we said, at defending behind the arc, that's still Murray State. Number ninth in letting you shoot it. So if you're saying to yourself with Belmont, if we can make some three-point shots and couple it with how we like to attack the basket, this could work out well. It looks like Murray State should win this game, but if you're an oddsman here looking at it, that's a Belmont line for me. It's so interesting to take a a look at where these teams are right now the thing is murray state has i would assume donnie done enough to where something went wrong in the ovc tournament they need to make the championship game they're gonna get an at-large bid right this is important for belmont this would be a quad one victory you get all the way back to play murray state in a championship game in the tournament there and, you know, lose it narrowly, you give yourself a puncher's chance at the outright bid in Belmont. Net, they're inside the top 60. Ken Palm, not that far, uh, you know, just past that 60 marker there. This is a team in, in Belmont, Donnie, that they must have this game if they're going to have any chance at an outright bid. And again, Belmont's a team, you see the name, I'm sure for a lot of people, you're familiar with. Oh, I've, I know Belmont, yeah, because they're in the tournament. And again, as Don said, that's not a group that you want to play. But on the other side of this coin, don't think for a single second that Belmont wants it more than Murray State. Murray State is trying to run off an unbeaten OVC. Murray State is probably a group when they look at Belmont and they like that's like that's we got to go beat them. We got to go prove it every single time we play them. Again, you played that team on the road and you went out there and you beat them by 22 points. They shot 14 of 25 from three in that game, Donnie. Murray State did. This is a huge, huge matchup here overall. And again, these are two teams, as you really, I think, well put it. Power fives are not looking to see these teams in those, you know, 6-11 games. Not at all. No, and they're built for that, too, because a lot of times when you get teams like in the OVC or the mid-majors, Kevin, you also have guys that have been around the block where you have those high majors like, hey, I'm a freshman looking to go pro. I'm a sophomore. I'm looking to go pro. These guys are program builders here that may be in that program four or five and maybe even six years with that extra COVID year. And to me, this would be the game. Like, hey, man, we're looking at those big ones. To me, Belmont-Murray State game of the night should be fascinating to watch it play out. We'll watch that play out. We also have two more that we want to get to on the West Coast side. One of the last two games for Gonzaga over the end of their regular season in WCC play won't be an easy task against the Dons. And then UCLA and Oregon have a rematch with the Ducks at home. We'll break those down on the NBA board next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, before we flip, flip over to the NBA, let's stick the college basketball card here, DRS, because we've got a big one in the WCC. The Dons, the Zags. Let me ask you this quickly. Because the last mm-hmm. two games for Gonzaga are San Francisco and then uh, at San Francisco, at St. Mary's. If they lose either one of these games, is their spot on the one line in jeopardy or no? Uh, yes, if they lose one of those games, Kevin, and then lose in their conference championship round. So if, okay. let's just get this straight. If Let's just say they lose to San Francisco, then beat St. Mary's, then run the table in the WCC conference tournament. That's not going to affect their seeding, no. All right, so you know, they're probably – look, I mean, they're a 10-point favorite here tonight, but these are the two teams that if you know someone's going to take them down – again, we just talked about those Ken Palm numbers there. St. Mary's is 22nd in the country, and the Don's 24th in the country. So stuff to keep in mind. But here you have right now, you've got San Francisco catching double digits in their building right now. But it's the Zags, man, and that always comes with a high total as well, 156 and a half. Can the Dons pull an upset? Can they even keep this close here? I don't know. I'll tell you what's thing is if it's hard to pull the upset on Gonzaga regardless, but the Dons went over the 100-point marker in their last game, so theoretically coming in hot in this one. But if you take a look at it, eh, there's levels of coming in hot, right? Eh, a couple-game streak, mm-hmm. winners of three or four here for USF, but at the same time, Gonzaga, we just talked about a team, too, 16 in a row. Yeah, Gonzaga coming in 16 in a row at this point. No surprises here. And I think from a betting perspective, Kevin, where you just try to line up that line, you say to yourself, like, hold on. At least to Gonzaga, 17, 18, 25, 30-plus point favorites. Now what gives? Only a slight double-digit favorite here. That shows you how good the University of San Francisco actually is. But the crux of the argument always comes in, Kevin. San Francisco is very good. Number two overall in efficiency on offense. Number two in defensive efficiency in conference play. But again, who's number one and number one by a wide margin? It's Gonzaga. And that's always tough to overcome. Now, if we're looking from a perspective where Gonzaga is basically ones across the board, Kevin, as a team, Gonzaga from behind the arc in West Coast conference play, 41%. It doesn't even like compute here. And then you say, okay, well, maybe they struggle down low. They don't. Number one in conference play inside the arc at 61%. So where does that leave you any angles to play? Well, the one thing you can do is chase them off of the three-point line, hoping they can't make three-point shots, which number one in conference play is USF. So, so San Francisco does a very good job of not letting you shoot it. But at every angle, here, even if we take a look here at point distribution, right? 10 teams in conference play. Point distribution here at allowing you to make three-point shots and shoot them. USF is number one, which is great. But here's the argument again inside the arc. Take a look at this. Number three in conference play at scoring inside the arc. It's Gonzaga. And you match that up with number three inside the arc at actually, you know, defending. So it's a good matchup for Gonzaga. And also keep in mind here, USF's defense here. When we're talking about the Dons, 
they foul more than any other team in conference play. And if you take a look at point distribution here, Gonzaga doesn't even get a lot of points from the line because typically they're up by so many points at the end of games, nobody's really fouling at this point. But if you're talking about a closer game here where the Dons are going to foul late, you might get those extra bonus points for Gonzaga, which they typically don't get. It's hard to take a look and say to yourself, I like San Francisco in this game because it's only a 10-point margin. They're viable. They'll be in this game. But it's really hard for me, Kevin, to just say to myself right now, I'm going to bet against Gonzaga because when you wake up in the morning, like I will be in this game and say, man, Gonzaga by 15 or 20, you're like, man, why did I bet against them? Yeah, the last time they played, it was a 16-point line at Gonzaga, pushed on the number. I think the total's fascinating. It was a lower scoring by Gonzaga's standards first half. And I actually had jumped in on the live total. I said, ah, it's Gonzaga. They'll start to run. But it was only a three-point game. And I think for Gonzaga, then that goes "Ah, a little bit closer here. We can lock down on defense. Because as you always mentioned, Nani, it's one of the elite defenses in all of college basketball and certainly the best defense here in this conference. It's going to be interesting to see how much runway maybe the Zags have and how that will participate with the total because again the last time they played that number was 161 and they only were able to score the two teams combined 140 points you see the numbers come down 157 maybe a buy low spot on that total last college game before we transition to the NBA Oregon UCLA very excited for this game because this is the kind of game that the Ducks need to have if they want to be in the tournament other than trying to win the Pac-12 tournament outright. Not an easy ask because they've already beat UCLA. You might tell, well, that's confidence. It's going to be hard to sweep UCLA home or not. The Ducks, though, are a three-point underdog in the game with a total at 138.5. Donnie, what do you think of this Pac-12 game? Yeah, just looking at it again, one of those lines where you say, now hold on here, you know, UCLA basically top 10 team in the country, only laying three points. And also, let's keep in mind, like you saw that run by UCLA last year, which a lot of people, including myself, are like, I don't even think they should be in March Madness last year and not only make a run to a possibility of a championship, but also saying they're under the radar. And then sometimes we talk about like that West Coast bias, like UCLA's a really good basketball team, but sometimes not getting talked about like, you know, the Kentuckys of the world or the Gonzagas of the world. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But for me, UCLA, again, defense travels, and particularly in conference play when you go on the road, Number one in conference play, the Bruins at efficiency. Number two on offense in offensive efficiency. Not an overall dominant game plan here, but the one thing that we do know is they'll let you shoot three-point shots, UCLA. And you hear me talk about some of these breakdowns where it's like, hey, look, sometimes if you defend it really well, which UCLA does actually number one in Pac-12 play here at you know saying you're not going to shoot three-point shots. Excuse me, you're not going to make three-point shots, but let you shoot them. And the reason why that comes in, number four overall in conference at percentage behind the arc is Oregon. But I have to look at this game again. If we're talking about, you know, odds and, you know, where it's going to end up, sometimes it comes down to the most simplest form. It's a close game here, Kevin, right there we're anticipating. In conference play, you take a look at UCLA as a team, 74% from the free throw line. You take a look at the Pac-12, which, again, has 12 teams, 11th in conference play percentage, 67% is Oregon. Sometimes it swings on one, two, or three foul shots made per game. This is how close this one is. I'll take the squarish play here. Give me UCLA in this one over Oregon. I think it's going to be a fun game to follow. I think it's going to be a game with a lot of live opportunity, especially with that total. You know, the last game, it was 73-73, went to overtime. Uh, it, it was over the number, barely, before overtime, but obviously then it blew past it, 138 tonight. UCLA, very different uh, with their totals uh, versus home versus road, 7-2 and two under this season on the road. Good game in the Pac-12, certainly a fun one to follow. Also tonight, we get the NBA back. We're definitely going to get a three-by-two in that Celtics. Honestly, at this point, I just, man, we did a little send-off on the three-by-two on in-play sports tonight. The last one for myself and Donnie that they had a three-by-two. I bet the boost, and Donnie bet the no, tremendously rude, the no one. So I don't know what the three by twos is. Just, you know, the palate cleanse there. But then they hang the plus money. They'll get exactly. interesting here. But here's what's also interesting. Because Donnie and I have been trying. Like, Donnie, in the same way that, like, on a NFL week, we're, like, you know, looking ahead to the to the Sunday lines. We've been looking ahead to the, this slate here. And the Nets were a four-point dog against Boston. I don't know if the numbers were like, well, maybe a couple of the stars will play, or I don't know if basically everybody just started to stare at the numbers. It's doubled. It has doubled, Donnie. Boston is laying eight points 
in Brooklyn. The total, 214. Nope, Kyrie. No Durant. No Ben Simmons. They got Seth Curry. What do we think here about Nets Celts? Like, you look at this, right? You know, opens up with the FanDuel Sportsbook at four, and now sits at eight. And, you know, at this point now, seven in that range. It's amazing that it's gotten that high. But then again, ask yourself a question. Are the Nets a team that you want to take now? Because for the last two weeks that we were watching on in-play sports tonight, we were doing the show, it was like, what is up with this starting lineup? And they should get blown out every night. But also, you still have that added because we're handicappers here. And I've been through the grind many, many years. And I know the trials and tribulations that you go through. One of those is, what are you getting out of these guys, Kevin, that have been off an entire week from basketball Mm -hmm. and then show up and have to play again? There's two ways it could go. A focus team that's ready for the second half that was absolutely red hot. And even talking about the Celtics before the break on, boy, if there was true serum you could give to that front office going, man, I wish we never had an all-star break because we are clicking on all cylinders. Maybe some of that momentum gets broken down. But at the same time, when I'm just looking at player for player, anticipated starting lineup and who's available, the Celtics should roll tonight against the Nets. They absolutely should. The interesting thing, right? So Boston was, you know, piping hot one, I believe 11 of 12. Then they get upset yeah. by as a 12-point home favor on the second leg of a back-to-back against Detroit. But I can't tell you, I can't sell you on the idea, well, Boston would be motivated after that bad Pistons loss. That was decades ago, man. And nobody remembers that they lost to the Detroit Pistons on that Boston team. The one thing that we have seen has been overs have checked in for this Brooklyn team, you know, kind of since the trade or since the deadline, some of the acquisitions there. In general, they've played over in five of six. But if we remember, the Boston run was heavily associated with holding all of their opponents under their team total and a lot of them under 100 points. I think you could look towards a Celtics team total potentially in the game as they should have their way. But in general, it's a good point about what are we getting post-All-Star break. Six-game slate, five home dogs on the slate. I know it's not the NFL where a lot of times it's, hey, look, let me just take home dogs plus the points, money line sprinkles, and eventually it should work out for me. I know that's not in the NBA, but this is an odd night. I'm not desperate to lay eight when a team hasn't played basketball in a week plus on the road. And we'll talk about some other spots that, you know, fit that same kind of mold there, but trying to get involved with your props, some lower level guys, obviously. And again, maybe a team total a little bit safer. A fun card to still break down. The top two rookies in the NBA in Cade Cunningham and Evan Mobley will be doing battle. A double-digit number in Oklahoma City. A near double-digit number in Portland. We'll break it all down after a quick break. You are watching and listening to the early line on Sports Group. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
the most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. NBA preview continues, and I want to talk about the game featuring the two top picks. I know it's not one and two, but, you know, Evan Mobley certainly right now is the rookie of the year favorite, deserves that status alongside Cade Cunningham right now as the two best rookies in the sport. The Detroit Pistons are a seven, seven and a half point underdog. The number at one point, I believe, was nine, so it looks like some Detroit Pistons money is making its way on right now. The total, Donnie, 209. Any intrigue here with Detroit and Cleveland? Seems uh, to me, just looking at that line here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, still seems a little bit heavy at this point. Not to say that Detroit, by any stretch, is a great ball club, but also we had a call yesterday on the money line talking about some guys out there backing the Cleveland Cavaliers as their team mm-hmm. for maybe a long shot at an NBA championship. We'll see if it comes through. But if we're looking from a pedigree position, and I use that term, which just one team wants to win and wants to make a surge toward the playoffs when the other team is like, hey, we got some rookies, and boy, it would be nice to get a great draft pick to try to help some of these younger guys out. That's the way I look at it here. But coming back from the break, and I know you talked about it already, and it's a valid point. Home teams, home dogs. Are we looking for the Cleveland Cavaliers saying we're going to jumpstart this final 25 games with a blowout 30-point win? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or is this one of those like, whew, man, all right, all-star break's coming up, and these guys are human beings. Hey, who do we got up against the break? The Phoenix Suns? No. You have the Detroit Pistons. Oh, man, come on. I don't got to get those extra jump shots up. We'll roll the basketball out there and take this right. team down. It'll be interesting to see how this game overall plays out. But coming back from an extended break, I'm always looking points, Kevin. And But here's the thing. Not much of an extended break for the Cavs stars. Like, I know Cade yeah. was out there Friday and Saturday, but so was Evan Mobley. And then Sunday was Garland and Jared Allen. And when you when you host, it's a lot. And I'm sure that, you know, there was some you know time to decompress for these guys on Monday and Tuesday and everything like that. But here you are. You're making a trip to Detroit. Ah, come on. We're all-stars. What are we even doing here in a game versus Detroit? I, I think I would be very cautious trying to lay a number like that. And I think the Pistons are a very interesting team when we're talking ATS about what they're going to be able to accomplish here in the second half of the season. A tanking group, a bad team overall that is anticipated to lose a lot. They will be favorites very, very few times here over the final stretch of games. Right now, four games under 500 when we're talking about against the spread. But this is a Pistons team that we're not sellers at the deadline. Jeremy Grant didn't leave. Jeremy Grant is still there. Cade. Grant, Bay, Isaiah Stewart, they have a legitimate starting five to a degree here that can keep them in the mix in games. And don't forget, their last game was a 12-point outright win as a dog, a 12-point dog in Boston. Detroit's not going to roll over now because they don't really have a reason to. Like, a lot of the core is there. The, the, the tanking's almost already been done. They're going to be a bottom five team in the NBA. That's a team that I could see having a strong ATS record the rest of the way. Bunch of other games we want to mix in here, but I wanted to make sure we talked about Phoenix and OKC because this is one, uh, Donnie, that I know you've been eyeing up as it's been approaching. And the line has yeah. been on the move. We saw, we kind of, you know, what do we think the line's going to be? A five, a seven, and then it was a nine. And then it was at 11, and it's bounced around right now. It looks like it's going to land either on that 10 spot or a 9.5. Total, you know, mid-210s, 215, 216. You know, depends kind of when you're going to get involved there. But when you look at it right now, is that double digits still too much when we're talking Thunder Suns? 
It seems like it to me, but again, you're coming off of the break here. Which again, you're talking about a professional team in the Phoenix Suns. Now, their aspirations mm-hmm. are we need to win an NBA championship. Obviously, we know Chris Paul is not going to be there probably for the remainder of the regular season. And they do still, Kevin, want to hold that top seed. This isn't like, hey, we're probably guaranteed a playoff spot. Let's slip back to the third hole. No, they don't want to do that. But also at the same time, Oklahoma City. And here's where we start to bring in you know, our handicapping prowess or try to get a feel for this game. Do we think Oklahoma City is trying to surge down the stretch in the final, what, 25 games? I don't think so. Do I think they want to win basketball games? Sure, they'll tell you that. But deep down, it's one of those where they've been tanking for a few years. Let's not let it go a couple, you know, hot moments over two weeks, burn it up and maybe lose some percentage points on those ping pong balls. I don't think that's going to be the case. Now, the reason I bring that up is here is we don't know the true mindset until we see it tonight. And Oklahoma City in the past has been known to, Kevin, and let's play a good half or two, maybe a good uh, three quarters of this game, and then absolutely tank the fourth quarter. Could this be one of those games, Kevin, the same way they've been operating over the past couple of years where they're in it, five, six points here entering into the fourth quarter, and you go, man, I feel pretty good about this. Maybe Oklahoma City can actually make a real game of it down the stretch, or does Josh Giddy and Shai Gilgis-Alexander head to the bench with six minutes to go, only down four points, and you get what you get at that point? That's what I'd be weary about, but if I can take all that out, We've been saying it before the All-Star break. Coming back, what do you mm-hmm. think that line's going to be? Five. Now it shows up around 10 at this point at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm still interested in OKC, but boy, it would really hurt if you lose out of the fourth quarter. Now, real quick point on that. If you're worried about the fourth quarter, you might just want to look at the first half and say, I think I'm going to get an honest effort out of the Thunder where they might be leading or even close at the half, and maybe yeah. you're getting six points or five and a half points, and that's the better way to do it, as opposed to waiting it out and going, man, they pulled their starters on me. You don't want that to happen. The thing, again, for Oklahoma City, in a similar way with Detroit, Donnie, I don't think this organization is going to see them up, you know, two with six minutes left and go, whoa, we got to pull everybody. Don't worry. You'll naturally blow that game. Or more importantly, Donnie, you'll lose the next one and the one after that and the one after that. Here is the more important thing, though. Again, this isn't about who's right going to win this game, Donnie. The Phoenix Suns, as a favorite this year, are 28 and 24 against the spread, which is, you know, a winning record. But they're 44 and 8 straight up. That's a lot of wins and no covers. And in a similar notion, OKC has won 17 times as a dog. 17 and 39 straight up as an underdog this year. They're 34, 18, and 4 against the spread as a dog. On the year, they are covering in 65% of their games. Like, you can, you know, like, Don, again, it's not the NFL. Ah, oh, you know, you just take the team that thinks going to win to cover the number. That's not how this works here, laying double digits in the NBA. I'd be very cautious, Phoenix game one, without Chris Paul here. The Thunder number is eye-catching. Comparable number, Donnie, with Portland Golden State. Man, I mean, who is even out? I mean, what is, first of all, what's Anthony Simon's points prop here, man? I mean, 50 and a half. Who else is even on the run? Like, it's funny enough, like, they're not even hanging his number right now. But I got a C.J. Ellaby prop at eight and a half. Like, Portland will be interesting to see, Donnie, who's supposed to step up where. But Steph Curry, 24 and a half. Is this the start of the second half run that you've been anticipating here? I mean, it feels like it at this point, right? Because there's two ways you could head down the stretch. And maybe getting the number one overall seed in the Western Conference isn't all that important to Golden State. Saying, hey, let's make sure we're rested and ready for the playoffs when we get there and hold a top three seed. And that could be fine. But you also could see maybe a little blood in the water over the next couple weeks where maybe if you push your chips in for Golden State, you can take down that top seed and not worry about home court advantage throughout the playoffs as long as you hold it here. But also when you take a look at the Trailblazers, one of those games, Kevin, where they're already sending the signal to their players and their fans we are not trying to win anymore. So now you see mm-hmm. the return of some NBA players that are long forgotten. Justice Winslow, Ben McLemore is going to get some playing time tonight. This is going to be one to watch because as I just talked about Oklahoma City where there's a little shenanigans maybe in the fourth quarter. There might be shenanigans from the first quarter of this game of Portland who seemingly still wants to rebuild around Dame Lillard in the offseason. They're not trying to rebuild anything right now. They're trying to tear it down. The only way I could look, because you're not even handicapping, Kevin, on, hey, this is, you know, early January. We're trying to win basketball games and see what we do. This is a team actively that tells you they don't want to win, and that's a dangerous proposition when you're betting into that. 
second. Let me just put this into perspective about how these teams closed out the first half of the season. Golden State gave you a 1-4 straight-up record, no covers in the mix. Portland gave you a 4-1 and one straight-up record and against the spread. Mm. Donnie, their last four games, 9.5-point dog, outright win. 4.5-point dog, outright win. 11 from Milwaukee. Thank you very much. 12.5 from Memphis. Yeah, that goes in the back pocket as well. All winners. Outrageous. I don't know how it happens. All four teams should be embarrassed. Maybe that's a little bit of insight into why Yusuf Nurkic is going to take a little bit more time off here post-break. I would be stunned if Portland won this game. But it's another spot where I am not laying nine and a half points and expecting Steph Curry, who might still be hungover from his 50-point All-Star game celebration, to run C.J. Ellaby and Trendon Wofford off the court. No thank you. That's not how I'm going to look to play this. I will say, though, I am very interested in... Now, also, like, that's a projection, Don. Like, Don, what, do you have the, proje uh, the projected uh, Blazers starting lineup there in front of you? Because yes. I'm trying to figure out who is going to command the center position. Are they saying it's going to be Watford? Yes. I, I have uh, Simons, Ellaby, Winslow, Hart, and Watford tonight as that starting lineup. Okay. Powerful. They should be playing the Nets tonight with that lineup. Yeah, I mean, listen, here's the thing, though. He's ne Watford's never started before in his career. Right? I mean, this guy averages four and a half points, yeah. 3.2 rebounds. You're all of a sudden a starting center, I, six, eight or not. Donnie, they hang on, you know, a rebound. It's just high rebound prop, yeah. four and a half, right? Well, all of a sudden the guy's playing, you know, instead of 12 and a half minutes, this guy's playing, you know, double that and at the center position there. He is one to follow in this props market. I'm telling you that now. The other games on the board here tonight, Denver lays four and a half in Sacramento. Memphis lays two and a half in Minnesota. And DRS's Bulls are laying four at home. The only home favorite here versus the Atlanta Hawks. Of those three games, Donnie, do any of those really pique your interest? Side total props, anything in the mix catching you? Yeah, we're taking a look at two teams that are two games that you would want to be involved in the prop market. Why? We're approaching what two forty is the total in that in that Timberwolves Grizzlies game and mid two thirties there in the Atlanta Hawks and Bulls. Also, quick point on this, Kevin, because we were looking forward to right. You know, some of these lines opening up for Thursday. Let's also mm -hmm. talk just for a brief moment here about Friday, because the reason is I'm a Philadelphia seventy sixers fan. All spotlight, you know, games are going to be on the Sixers as they open up with their first James Harden game tomorrow night versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. I thought it was kind of interesting that the T Wolves are. Playing Playing tonight. We'll be on a back-to-back, -back, Kevin, but a back-to-back -back at home, which lessens the blow because you don't have to have any travel plans. The Sixers mm -hmm. roughly opening up as a pick and now showing up as a minus one. I thought that might have been a little bit light for the Philadelphia 76ers. I was expecting more of maybe a two, three in that type of range. So something to keep an eye on to see where these markets change over the next 24 hours based on what we get out of the NBA card tonight. A couple things with these three games. One, Memphis on the season, 9-2 and two against the number as a road favorite, which is just tremendously impressive. Also, it feels like every Minnesota game, uh, typically at home, is an under unless it gets to overtime like the Charlotte one. Keep that in mind. Zach Levine looks to be back for the Bulls. The DeRozan point prop, 28 and a half. 35 every single game, how much Zach Levine impacts that. And lastly, Donnie, don't you think it's going to be open season for Nikola Jokic overs? Because maybe some all-stars are going to be tired. But, Donnie, he didn't play in the fourth quarter because he got cooked the first three by Joel Embiid. So you got to think Jokic's side has got a lot of energy in him. Yeah, no, Jokic tonight also. He might have, what happens if he gets cooked early tonight? Are we going to call for he's a bust in the NBA? Like, Domantas Sabone is just saying, I want this oh, guy yeah. on the lower block, and I'm going to work him over tonight. Not a good look for him tonight. Shabonis goes like this, me and you right here, one-on-one, -on -one, yep. all <laughs> night long, man. All right, DRS will close it out. Listen up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. segment of the day here for the early line on a Thursday right here on Sirius XM channel 159 on the grid both myself Donnie Wrightside and Kevin Walsh carrying you from 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it over to Ben Stevens and the morning after Major League Baseball once again you are in the crosshairs everybody listen up All right, I'm going to go on a crusade here for the next 30 days, it seems like, to force Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Union to get a deal to get baseball back on the field. I'm already robbed here of my pre-spring ritual of, ooh, it's exciting. We actually have spring training games on TV in March as we wait through March Madness and then get to April with the Final Four, the final, and then we go right into a full swing Major League Baseball season. My question to you right now is, are the Major League Baseball owners in the wrong? And I think they are. Forget about the tactics that we're using. We don't want to have a higher luxury tax. We don't want to pay all this money. We don't want to pay a rookie salary over a certain amount. I understand all that. That's a negotiation tactic. But I think where this is going off the rails is the fact that Major League Baseball ownership is being very short-sighted here. The lockout doesn't make sense at this point here. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because you take a look at spring training. Baseball is a sport where these guys need four to six weeks to ramp up, particularly the pitching staff. So by the time you get to April, these guys are stretched out enough to go five, six, and seven innings. But at the same time here is if you don't get that, you can't replace it. If the Major League Baseball Players Union and the owners agree to a deal on March 28th, baseball is not starting on April 1st. It's probably starting on May 1st. So the fact of the matter is that the owners lock the players out as opposed to negotiating all the way through the month of March is idiotic at best. Go ahead. Let these guys get warmed up because if you want to lock them out April 1st without a deal, so be it. But if you come to a deal ahead of time, baseball can start on time. The fact that you lock these guys out now, there's going to be no chance if we don't get a deal my Monday to start on time is ridiculous. But you know what? You know what's not ridiculous here? Sticking with the grid. We're taking in the morning after with Ben Stevens coming up next. As for the early line, we'll get ready to see you on a Friday. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.